They came to this island to make a movie. Where's me on an island? She thinks this is weird. She ought to try Manhattan. Little did they know their first movie review would be an obituary. Now, I'd like to uh, tell you a little bit about the film that we're going to make. You know, when you look at books and magazines, movies, watch television these days, it, it always paints the picture of the world as being some kind of sewer and that we're all going to go up in some big holocaust. Now, not everybody is an exploiter or a sex maniac or a thief or a murderer. People do help people. And that is the point that we're going to make with this film. This is an up-up film, right? That's right. Would you mind holding it down? Down as far as you can. We're going to do something different. We're going to make a film that's very positive, has something to say to the youth, and makes a statement, shows them what is right with the world. What is? Can I take off my robe? I think I can get more of a, a, a beach feeling. More feeling? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh. Definitely much beachier. Fish. It's an up-up film, right? That's right. All the victims saw the killer. They all knew who it was. But who done it? Everybody's dead. Christopher and we are a horror movie podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the campy, the weird and obscure horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes today from shot on video slashers and erotic thrillers to, uh, is he masked? No, uh, snuff film creators mm -hmm. on islands. Hi. Snuff film directors surrounded by boys. Yeah. On all sides. Beset at all sides. Snuff Island. Snuff Island. I could have called that movie this. Snuff Island. I guess it sort of gives away the end. Hi. Hello. It's been another hot minute. Hot but I minute. guess this is like more of our routine. I really do, which I say all the time, want to start mm -hmm. doing it like every week again, but we didn't do it for two weeks because the one week we briefly had a pet rabbit. Mm -hmm. Well, not a pet rabbit, but we had a orphan we child orphan rabbit, rabbit that we were taking care of who then unfortunately passed away so we were sad the following super week super sad still kind of sad but what are you yeah. gonna do so there's that mm -hmm. not exactly the the 
exciting, uh, jovial beginning that people have known to come and (laughs) expect from this podcast. Well, you know what? Sometimes we got to get real with you folks, and that's because we respect you enough to not mince (laughs) words, to not cover the truth under sweet tasting lies, you know. However, Mitch has an audiobook he's yes, going to talk about. I think I mentioned this one. have talked about it before. Before, but, but meh. Uh, it is called The Deep by Nick Cutter. Last time I listened to this audiobook, I think I listened to the first couple, like the first half, and then skipped right to the end because I was like, I know where this is going. Okay. Uh, and this time I'm listening to the whole thing, and it's pretty good. Uh, I'm enjoying it. And uh, I don't know. He has. He also did The Troop, which was the one about uh, yeah, super infective tapeworms. Yep. Uh, this one is about uh, scientists go to the bottom of the Marianas Trench to try to find a miracle cure that will stop a global disease that's making people slowly forget how to live. Ah. Uh, and um, apparently, the bottom of the Marianas Trench is not only physically hostile to human life. Okay. But also psychically hostile. Whoa! Dun, dun, dun. Will our protagonist Dramatic. ever see the surface again, or will he? Our protagonist is a veterinarian who is called by his genius scientist brother down to the bottom of the ocean, and in a f like a piece of futility, the people in charge of this operation force him to go because there's no way that they'll get him to communicate with him otherwise. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have talked about it before because I remember being like, oh, Leviathan, the Abyss, and also The Arrival. I have found his other books, specifically Little Heaven, which I did enjoy, uh, to be very much based on other things and like a pastiche of other ideas, but they're still very well written. So I definitely say check it out. And I don't think we've watched any movies worth, like, noting. No. We didn't get to see Bo because it was only playing at the Million Mile Away mm-hmm. uh, for, theater. For, like, three days. Uh, we'll, we're watching Sisu this weekend. Mm-hmm. Which so, looks good. Yeah. Dee, dee, dee. Hi. Hi. Today, we're talking about a movie from 1982. Yes. Would you care to tell me more about it? <laughs> Island of Blood or Who Done It? There's another Who Done It from 1986, um, but that one is—I forget what the AKA of that one is too. But it's not really exactly like a, the most creative name in the world. Mm-hmm. But it does work for this. It does because you don't know it who done it. Certainly is a Who Done It. Uh, it is directed and written by William T. No. Who did Thunder and Dixie, Hot Rod, Hullabaloo, Blackjack, and Ricky One. Uh, It stars Marie-Elise Rickasner as Donna. Mm -hmm. She was from, like, she's in A Different World, Santa Barbara, Days of Our Lives, and Port Charles. Rick Dean as Jim. He's in Caged Fear, Blood Fist 3, and (laughs) 7. Quake, Peephole, New Crime City, Carnosaur 2 and 3. Casper, Spirited Beginning, Casper Meets Wendy, uh, Gacy, Razor Tooth, uh, Janine Marie as Lynn. She wasn't really in anything else. Terrence Goodman as Steve Faith. He's in Ninja 3 and Unrest, and he did some Hallmark movies recently. Ron Gardner as Franklin Flem. Richard Helm as Rick. Jared McVeigh as Bert. He's in Clayton's Riders, an interview with the assassin. G. Rocket Phillips as Taylor. Jim Piper as John. He's in Space Age. 
Barry Suber as uh, BJ or Betty Jean. Mm-hmm. First character with the same name as my grandmother. Nice. And Stephen Tash as Phil. And he is the ESP guy from Ghostbusters. And oh. he's in Christine. And then also we had Michael Stroka as the mayor slash real estate guy. And he was longtime Dark Shadows guy. He played Bruno and Aristide. So nice. that's kind of interesting. Yes, it is. Uh, I I mean, we talked about this a bit while we were watching the movie. Yeah. The names of the characters is going to be especially hard for me. I do. I did break it down. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that helps you mm-hmm. as for like talking through as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both like this one. So that was good. I really liked the main conceit which is that every time someone's about to be killed they hear a song the the same song yes. being played on a so, walkman which i thought was really good because we're never i guess we're to assume that this is a song from the movie but we're not really the song is not really explained explained i thought it was sung by jimmy maybe and that like because the whole conceit of the movie is they're going to the island to film a movie, a movie yeah and uh, I believe that the producer asked Jimmy to make this song with his bandmate prior to arriving. It only has to do with the real movie, I guess. Yeah. Because they're like, we're going to make a positive, super mm-hmm. positive movie. And this is all about killing. So it doesn't really fit in with the actual. Of course, neither yeah. neither did the tape that he asked him to record that he said was like an audition, right? The one that where he confesses to killing. Yeah, true. and so. even more not explained is who the fuck was this opening woman? That does seem to be never explained. No idea who she was or what she had to do with anything. But I wonder if she was the one who owned the house. Uh, maybe I don't know. That they said it was an old. Woman. Oh, that's true. They did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we started a pool with some uh, classic creeping POV mm. in the bushes shots. Calamity music. And we have this girl and she gets her shower cap on mm-hmm. or swimming cap on and does a little swim. It's very brief. Uh, and then she hears something. She shuts her radio off. And this is the first time we see the radio. She's listening to this song, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Hmm. And then she shuts it off. And then a gloved hand comes and like turns it back turns it on. on. There, Outside of that song, there's like lots of like clangy synthy music. It was yeah, very good. Calamity music, yeah. Yeah. And uh she's also wearing the swim cap she's wearing is like thick rubber. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one like that before. But I thought it was very noto- notable. Nice. I didn't really pay attention yeah. to it. So yeah, someone turns the music back on and they've got a gun and they shoot her dead. And we see a full like uh zoom in on the barrel of the gun pointed at her she screams yeah and her head falls into the pool well her whole body does yeah but her head like separates from the body oh does it yeah oh weird i didn't notice that it rolls around in the bottom oh i thought that was just her body sinking down Oh, maybe but i wasn't sure can't remember so Mm -hmm. cue the opening credits and we are off to an island Uh, we meet our first few characters there's a band with all their bags and their cute little leather jackets, which is Phil and Jim. Mm-hmm. And also they're with BJ, who is not part of the band. She's an actress. And if she thinks this is weird, wait till she sees Manhattan. Har, har, har. And back on the mainland, we are introduced to Bert, who is the island's caretaker. Yes. And he's 
uh, got a bunch of groceries, arriving at the docks, mm-hmm. lamenting about the movie people. On the island. But then were... the mayor slash real estate guy, guy yeah. pops out mm-hmm. and asks for information about this island. The old scuttlebutt. Because he wants to build junk homes there. Yep. Um, so how long do you think that he was standing there just waiting for Bert to come back so that they could have this very brief interaction? He is the mayor. So I'm going to assume that he stands there all day, every day, offering $50 for real estate tips. Yeah, to any, information on the movie. By. Yeah, so uh, we get the information that the old widow who owns the shit on the island is hosting a church camp uh, as a big tax write-off or something or other. And the land is very valuable. Yeah, it's unclear particularly the school that's on the island, which he says has a lot of good memory. <laughs> hey, Bert. How you doing? You here as mayor or what? Came by to say hello. Gonna put you in a movie, Bert? You like talking? The only time you real estate snobs talk to me is when you want information about that island. You want information? I want money. 50 bucks. You got it. The old widow's giving the island and the school to her city church group for a retreat. In return, she's going to get some damn big tax break. Not only the old widow, I'd probably say you're right. She done it yet? Not till the end of the summer when they come out to look it over. Oh, that's a shame. It's a valuable piece of real estate. That's all you ever think about. Just building more and more of them damn junk homes. Remember, that's how I make my living. Just like you sell information. The only real value on that island is the school. It's a landmark, landmark of memories, good memories. Oh, they're out there, and they're going to stay out there. Next time you're in town, Bert, stop by the office, and I'll give you your money. Uh, at this point, I did go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. so I don't have anything. I don't really know what happens next. When they're all, it's just yeah. all them, like, on the island. They're hanging out uh, in this, like, ruined, abandoned school Taylor is playing the guitar. Yeah. So and it's revealed that the artists, it's like an artist. They're all artists sponsored by this one person, one of the the women who has uh, inherited all of this money. Um, yeah. So let's break down our characters here. Sure. So we've got Donna. She is a dancer from Detroit mm-hmm. slash Buffalo. She's seemingly like very kind and sort of innocent-ish, yes. almost like an ingenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have BJ, who is the lead actress. She's kind of the sex pot, I guess. She looks a lot like like a Jean Harlow or like okay, a, yeah. from the 1930s. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got that sort of face. Then we've got Jim, who is band guy, broody, disillusioned. The one, yeah. uh, Bill, who's the other band guy. He's a bit more like goofy. Mm-hmm. He's excited about making money. And then we have Rick. He is a big jockey kind of himbo guy. Mm-hmm. Lynn. Uh, she's got crutches. She's yes. kind of like a stock final girl type. She broke her foot. And Lynn and Rick are seemingly a thing. Uh-uh. And then we have Taylor, who is like the edgy guy, totally disillusioned. He's like a doomsday. Yes, the world is useless. And then we have John, who's like dweeby glasses guy. He's mm-hmm. sort of like a, a young Republican or something. Yes, that that's a great way of putting it. Yes, and uh, yeah, so like Dan is dancing or Don is dancing up a storm. Uh, we talk about how BJ uh, had a husband who nearly died and she would have inherited all the money. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's got something going. 
She's a no talent. I saw her audition. <laughs> She's got talent. Picking husbands. You know, coming out on the boat are two guys we're talking. She married some rich guy who got killed and left her a million bucks. Because we do sort of, since it is whodunit, where we get a motive for why someone might be doing mm -hmm. it every time we're like kind mm -hmm. of introduced to them. So the two band guys talk about her and how they shouldn't be complaining mm -hmm. because she's famous because they're sort of like taking along with her. I guess they yes. got this job because of her. Mm -hmm. Because um, their careers are in the toilet. So Jim wants to quit, but we learn if he goes back to L.A., they're going to arrest him. Mm -mm. So that's not good. No. Do they ever say why he would have been arrested? Not that I can recall. No. Honestly, it's probably like pot or something. Yes, yeah. That that devil's grass. Being a rebel without a cause. Ooh. <laughs> so, like, he... I don't know. He's just sort of like... Very ominous. I guess that's his, like, motive. Dark and broody. Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Lynn goes, and she, like, sort of runs into Rick. Yes. Uh, before they both exchange some, like, barbs. There's, mm -hmm. like, tension between them. And then they both go upstairs together to, like, make out and stuff. Yeah. Well, Rick is in the house because uh, the caretaker was, like, he said, we'll claim our rooms later. So, I'm going to pretend to be dumb and get the best room right now. <laughs> And uh, Jim talks to Taylor mm -hmm. about how, like, Jim thinks that the boat isn't going to come back. Mm -hmm. He has, like, an anxiety about that. If the boat comes back. To, like, come and pick them up, which I thought was strange. Yes. And Donna officially meets BJ and notices that it's all of their first films, yes. which she finds very weird. Like, uh, BJ has done commercials before, but this is going to be her first film. And Donna tells her that she's like, oh, I changed upstairs because mm -hmm. BJ wants to go change, which makes her go walk in on the other two as they're getting down Having to business. Sex. So Donna heads down into the basement, mm -hmm. which is filled with Halloween mm -hmm. decorations. Yeah, so many Halloween decorations. And so like many Halloween ski equipment. Very funny. Uh, there's also somebody hiding mm -hmm. in there in a, in a mask, mask and a big knife. He's wearing like a skull mask. Whoa. And he sneaks up behind her and goes to stab her. She screams a bunch, but it's just John he goofing like, around with a big cardboard. Ineffectually is like, oh, I'm going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Very. And he, it was just a joke. Then he gets startled by the fake mummy that Donna also got startled yes. by. Mm -hmm. And it has like uh, something, something, Bert. Happy birthday, Bert. Yes. From that's what the it says faculty. On it. That's what it says on it. Um, so Franklin, the director, mm -hmm. shows up with Steve Faith, who is the producer, to deliver the scripts to them and talk about what movie they're going to make. Now, seeing as there are no phones on this island, the only phone we have is the radio phone on Bert's boat. We need his cooperation, so please, don't annoy Bert, okay? Now, I'd like to uh, tell you a little bit about the film that we're going to make. You know, when you look at books and magazines, movies, watch television these days, it, it always paints the picture of the world as being some kind of sewer and that we're all going to go up in some big holocaust. Amen, pal. Well, we're going to do something different. We're going to make a film that's very positive, has something to say to the youth, and makes a statement, shows them what is right with the world. What is? Would you mind holding it down? Down as far as it gets. 
<laughs> now, not everybody is an exploiter or a sex maniac or a thief or a murderer. People do help people. And that is the point that we're going to make with this film. This is an up-up film, right? That's right. And we have a real hero, played by Betty John. Betty Jean. Right. Uh, basically, our storyline is about Betty Jean and her friends who put on a rock musical to help raise money for the school's musical scholarship program. These are up-up people, right? Uh, that's right. So, uh, we're going to start Monday as soon as the crew gets here, and uh, that'll give us a couple days of rehearsal. I'd like to start working with Betty Jean. Do you need the two of us? Later. When do we eat? Later. Okay, I'm sure we're all going to do a wonderful job here, and that's it. So they're going to make this like very positive film to show the youth what's right in the world. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is an exploiter or a sex murderer. Uh, they they put on they're going to put on a rock musical to raise money for the school scholarship program. Yeah, that's that's the narrative of the movie. Yes, very weird. So okay, so knowing what we know at the end, we're also assuming that Franklin does not know this either, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's also, like, in the dark. I would assume so. And Franklin immediately wants to go work with uh, BJ on her lines oh, yeah. alone for, I guess, obvious reasons. Yes. But. So she goes, like, over her scripts, and it's them doing this, like, the rallying cry of the mm -hmm, movie. Like, mm -hmm. come on, guys. And I love this because... To get them to do the musical. She's reading this... From the last few pages. From, like, the last yeah. few pages yes. of the script. Like, yeah, we did it. We spent the whole time working our way up to this, and now we got to get it over really fast. <laughs> so Franklin comes in, and he wants to, like, do the beach scene mm -hmm. with her, where uh, her character gets, like, some depth behind it. Yes. But and feeling. The scene is her, like, begging for sex, and she delivers it with no emotion at all. It's very good. It's like barking at print, which is when people who can't read very well read out loud. <laughs> Look, guys and gals, the only way to save our school scholarship fund is to put on a rock musical. We can all be performers, and we can use my uncle's barn. Are you with me, guys and gals? Uh, hmm. They call this a rehearsal hall? Okay, we don't have much time, so I want you to turn to the beach scene on page 76. Can I say something about the script? What about my script? It, it, it was good. 76. Now, up until this point, the audience has seen your character as very shallow and inane, but... In this next scene, the beach scene with Rick, we see for the first time how much real depth and feeling she has. Make love to me, Rick. 
I need you now. Right now. I can't do this play without you. I need you, Rick. That's it? Too much emotion? Too much? Uh, should I give it less? Less. It's the scene. It's overwritten. <laughs> Just cut it to one line. I need help. I need help? Right. Can I go to the bathroom? Please. Go from one disaster to another. So, how's she doing? Huh? BJ. Oh. Great casting. Uh, she has a definite quality. It's, it's, it's different. What? Too much emotion? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's good. And then Steve comes in and asks mm-hmm. how she's doing, and Franklin is like, she's got something. Mm-hmm. It's different. She's got a definitive quality, is what he says, which I think is... She's got that X factor. Damning praise. So Bert mm-hmm. goes on a whole thing about how these kids wouldn't even be there if this was his island. Mm-hmm. And Taylor does a whole thing where how there aren't going to be any more generations. Because Bert's like, oh, your generation, blah, blah, blah. And so Taylor's the like, there's weapons. enough bombs to blow the Earth out of orbit. The world sucks. And glasses is mm-hmm. a real repub here, and he's doing the opposite. Oh, why don't I just shoot myself? Yeah, I hate long lines. <laughs> so Bert mm-hmm. then appears way too close. Yes, he has with a, a, knife. a knife to Donna. We're having fish. <sighs> it's good because he's like, "You'll eat what I serve." And you won't complain, because if you do, you won't be eating There is definitely, like, an OTT camp quality to this movie that I really appreciated. It was very charming at the it's, same it time. It definitely was intentional as well. It I, wasn't, like... This is one of the the better movies we've I've never heard before. Yes. Of uh, the ones that we've watched. Like, and... Especially for a slasher. And I think the whole... The Walkman, the dangling Walkman... Yeah, that's good. ...is such a nice and the song itself that plays because when they would hear it and be like oh fuck (laughs) just i don't know i i do recommend watching this movie not that we're done yet but (laughs) yeah so phil uh our short musician Mm -hmm. goes to take a dip in the pool but the water is boiling hot yes he touches he sticks a finger or a hand in first and he's ooh. and the the song says boil me Mm -hmm. and the killer comes out with the music and he pushes him in and then he boils up and he's screaming and thrashing and he can't get out cut to bert taking the lid off a steaming pot of lobster yes and everyone sitting around the table being like uh i mean we didn't want to eat before but now we really don't want to eat and bert's like the hey, gate was me locked. that lobster you know what i mean the gate was locked for a reason the thermometer was broken and i knew it and yeah. you guys shouldn't go where into locked, locked areas <laughs> you idiots and someone's like what a horrible way to die yeah. which it would be it truly would be i remember reading accounts of people who fell into geysers in yellowstone yeah. national park and the guy like walking out and the geyser skin falling off yeah. being like i really shouldn't have done that well we've watched some of those too like yep. the one at that, that oh volcano god yeah. 
Was that on Netflix? Was that on Netflix? It's a documentary about remember. the tourists. It was either Netflix or Prime. Who are on a volcanic island sightseeing when it exploded and basically boiled them alive. Uh, and some of them survived. And uh, harrowing. Tales. At the same time, I do question why they were on that island. Because it was rocks. It was just rocks. It's yeah, like but it's like a natural... They would go see the like sulfurous deposits and stuff, I guess. right? I say no thanks. It's like one of those excursion trips. It's like when they go fly into the volcanoes in like Hawaii and shit. Unless there's like a cool the people bird made, that I can see. When they were making that Sharon Stone movie that we yes, sliver and sliver. they ended up getting stuck in there. Yep. Uh, also, Lynn. So Lynn is the one who found the body. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really get much more detail no. about it other than that. And presumably because later she has the Walkman and she jumped into the water no it must have been on the side because how could she have gotten into the water with the scooper to get the water oh true true true. cleaning scoop i guess true 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 so franklin Mm -hmm. assures steve that he's like written out the dead guy don't have to worry about it and will save so much money like you said they're all having problems Mm -hmm. with this boiled lobster and taylor is upstairs strumming in a spooky mask one of those see-through ones that changes your whole face so you can rob a bank like the uh, the Brooke Shields movie one. Yes. And downstairs, BJ hears some music, and she and Bert search the place trying to find it. It's like singing a song about being selfish and helpless. Yes, it's uh, a it's a Walkman hanging from the ceiling. We'll have to remember the song if we do another horror music battle royale. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, so Bert goes upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then Donna appears behind BJ, mm-hmm. and Bert finds the like portable radio thing. Is it a Walkman? It's a it's a Sony Walkman. Yeah, hanging from the ceiling. Yep. Uh, Donna tries to flirt with Rick, mm-hmm. who at this point I didn't know Rick's name. It took me most of the movie until like the very end mm-hmm. to figure out who everyone was. So I have him in my notes referred to as Muscle Tits. Oh, I think I just called him Jock, but that's that's pretty good. Yeah, MT. And uh, yeah, I do refer to him as MT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynn is also creeping around downstairs at the same of time. Of course. So Bert yells at everybody about the Walkman, and he throws it on a walking chair. A walking chair. A, a rocking, rocking chair. chair. But it disappears <laughs> the next time the camera's on that chair. It's gone. Yes, it's at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's disappeared. The chair is still rocking. BJ comes out looking mm-hmm. for alcohol, and she meets Steve, mm-hmm. who is also up for a drink. He talks about how he feels like a fraud mm-hmm. and like that all he was worried about was his investment. When someone died. Which makes him a bad person. Mm-hmm. And then BJ stays up to smoke and drink. Yes. They're drinking out of a... Cer- like a clock. Yeah. It's like a ceramic... Which is a motif of the... It's like a ceramic decanter. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was like a hidden sort of decanter that, you know, wasn't... Because he starts off by being like, no drinking, no smoking. Like, ah, wanna, gotcha. Da, 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 da. So, well, but I guess a, a boiled cast member, yeah. Yeah, soup, human soup in the pool probably knock off some of your. Mm hmm. Yeah. And we see Taylor wake up with the Walkman dangling over him, mm-hmm. and it says, Spear me. And then he gets shot in the face with an arrow in a really sh- terrible spot to get shot, which would not kill him. I, I mean, it no. always does in these movies, but it would. Uh, probably just go like like pass through the bridge of his nose yeah and like smash fine. smash all the bones in there yeah for the most part not fun no um and then elsewhere mm-hmm. like i guess the next day donna's hanging around enjoying the sun 
because they don't have it in Detroit. It's canceled. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. Yeah. And uh, John comes along and they lament about how he only has four scenes mm-hmm. in the movie and he's the lead. And she's like, well, I only have yeah, one. I'm only in one, yeah. So then Jim and John talk about how Phil's body is just laying on the beach. Yep, Wh- which in- it is. You they, can see it. They get into it with Jim threatening mm-hmm. John and John doing the old, uh, uh, I'll tell the director. Then you'll you'll be you'll be, you'll be sorry. sorry. I'll have you know. You, uh, I bet you unlock the gate. He worm. says, "Why would, why would he unlock the gate for his one friend who's here, his bandmate? Presumably the only person here who he likes." Yeah, like come on, you little creep. Uh, Bert and Steve at this point are like mm-hmm. on the beach because they're going to get back in the boat and they're going to like leave and go get the police to bring them back because they don't want to stink up the yes. boat with the and body. They're not going to. Yeah, they're just going to leave the, mm-hmm. the body on the beach where everyone has left it. Uh, and Steve is like, I killed a baby. A, a baby, baby deer. deer driving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very weird. And he's like, it changes you. <laughs> I I would imagine that a baby deer being vaporized in your windshield, yes, probably would change you. I think picking it out of your teeth afterwards. Perhaps knowing what happens at the end, the implication is that it was actually a baby. A real baby. Yes. Yeah, who knows? Yep. So Franklin talks to BJ about mm-hmm. the scene again, saying he basically has no expectations and he wants the bare minimum from he her. He wants honesty. So they run the scene again and she's mm-hmm. so terrible. Her inflection Even is worse. hilarious. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I want to get out of my robe to get more of a beach feeling. And she's wearing a one piece underneath? Yeah, it's great. great so swimsuit. funny. She gets down to her swimsuit. So funny. Makes our director blush mm-hmm. and he excuses himself to go jerk off in the bathroom, I assume. I guess. I have much less time than yesterday, so we're going to go right to the beach scene on page 76. You know, I've been uh, thinking about it, and uh, going for depth and feeling is, is all wrong for this kind of a picture. So, what I'm really asking for, and nothing more, is simple honesty. Can you do that for me? Just simple honesty right should i read both parts no i'll i'll read rick i love you make love to me rick no i gotta go back i need you now right now rick i want you rick what about your uncle? He's upstairs dying. Don't you care? I don't care about my uncles, Rick. Sorry. Keep going. Shouldn't I be moving around or something? No. No, just stay there. Of course I care about my dying uncle. Make love to me, Rick. I need you. Oh, the, the problem is the scene. Overridden. Just cut it to... Uh, Make love to me, Rick. I need help. Well, how will the audience know about my dying uncle? Don't worry. They'll know who's dying the moment they hear you. Can I take off my robe? I think I can get more of a, a, a beach feeling. More feeling? <laughs> sure.
Oh. Oh, definitely much beachier. Can you hold it a second? I've got to go to the bathroom. I'll be a few minutes. Um, this actress was a really good actress. I liked her a lot. Because she was good at acting at being bad at acting, which I yeah. feel like is probably... I'm sad she didn't do anything else. Not easy. Very super. Hmm. Um, she... Yeah, so like she's left by herself, mm-hmm. and Muscle Tits Rick uh, goes to apologize to Lynn for last night. Oh, right, because Donna hit on Rick, yes. which I don't think I mentioned. Yep. She's like, eh? I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he apologizes to Lynn for that because Lynn saw it, and she asks where the Walkman is mm-hmm. from uh, the pool. T- Taylor? Yes. Because she has the one from the pool, so yep. there's multiple Walkmans. Yeah, and she's like, you're a user. That's all you are, Rick. And Donna appears Mm -hmm. to ask Franklin about the script, but this is when there's like a a big bang and the boat explodes while the the music says, burn me. And it's always like, shoot me, stab me, whatever, face to face. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So Donna starts packing up to leave when John comes in. Because he's got a thing for Donna. He, he feels like a weird kinship with Donna. Yes, he does. Um, and she's not feeling great. She mm-hmm. just wants to get out of there and back to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. She says Buffalo this time. I thought you were from Detroit. I moved, moved she says. Very funny character. Great line writing. <laughs> Glasses uh, says that he found a, a motor and some tools, which is so funny. When, that, when he drags that motor there, and there's just a pile of, like brick brack it was one of the so funny it was this movie does a great job because you can tell they did not have a huge budget no at all and yet the fucking set pieces and some of the lines are so fucking funny they're so good so it was and the his confidence acting like he could def anyways we'll get to that yeah we'll we'll burn that bridge when we get to it uh yeah so she's not buying what he's selling because he's like oh come on we'll go there we'll get Mm -hmm. off out of here to together just you and me and she kicks him out before she goes to take a shower but there's somebody watching her Mm -hmm. and he's got a big vat of battery acid hooked up to the shower which he turns on and donna starts getting acid killed to death which was surprising because I thought she was going to be our oh, final girl. Oh, totally. Me too. Me too. Sad, but I am happy with who we ended up with a final girl. I, well, I like that it kept me on my toes. Yes. At least. So later, mm-hmm. the rest of the crew have all assembled while uh, Jim plays the death march Funeral or whatever. Dirge, yeah. yeah. And Muscle Tits comes back and they talk about Donna, but ultimately Franklin says they should all stick together. Mm-hmm. And then the power goes off. Everyone stay here. It's safer. And Is then, it safer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What would you do in this situation? Is it safer together? I mean, that, this is obviously a very like, and then there were none style. Yes. Like, ooh, the lights go off and someone who dies. Just, that's not, and then there were none. But it's close. Um, I don't know what my like strategy would be. I feel like staying together is the only way that you can ensure that Nobody in the room kills the other person. Yeah. I guess Reasonably. I, I do like the Slumber Party Massacre approach. Yep. Meet the Abed yeah. <laughs> approach. Everyone's face a different direction with a knife. Yes. It's always good. Mm-hmm. Just don't be tempted by that pizza. No. My goodness. Oh my God, but the pizza. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, we haven't had pizza in a long time. We should have pizza. We should. Um, so yeah, the, the Jim says that somebody's killing according to the lyrics. Finally, someone puts it together. And he and John share some more barbs because mm-hmm. they are uh, opposing forces. Uh, and Franklin suggests that it's Taylor. So he's like, we should all lock ourselves in and wait. Just wait. Yeah, because the crew's coming tomorrow. Lynn and BJ uh, oblige right away, and mm-hmm. so does John, which leaves Rick and Jim. And uh, Jim wants to go get a weapon. Yes. But Rick says he already looked. So the two of them run outside. It's with a big chase. Jim frantically searching for a weapon, mm-hmm. which this part confused me. Just like the escalation of suddenly these two mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. against each other. Yes. Um, so yeah, he's like frantically looking for a weapon, which he finds, and then I think it's like rebar initially, yeah, right? And then yeah. he hits uh, Rick with it, and like Rick follows him in. They end up in this like kitchen or something, uh, and so he's like searching for more, and then Rick comes in and just as like Jim has a knife, ah, and he's like, uh oh, oh no. So then. Rick runs away. He like pretends to leave. So then, when Jim comes out, he he like hides behind these lockers that are in there. Okay, yep. And then, like, so when Jim comes in, he thinks that Rick has left. So he leaves, which allows Rick to go get a board, which he uses to block the door, so Jim can't get back in, and he finds a nail gun. Yes, the and then gun. the chase is really on. Yes, these two in their little cat and mouse. I was honestly pretty confused as to why this was happening. Uh, I guess they both sudden. they both thought the other one was the killer. I guess yeah, because they're both the alphas. Wouldn't they? If you were the killer, you wouldn't need to go find a weapon. They're both the biggest and the strongest left. I suppose that would probably be their reasoning. That's what I would think. Because they're probably he's probably like, there's no way it's fucking John. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, so Franklin talks about how he's going from like one disaster to another yes, in life. Yep. And John has somehow gotten separated. Well, I guess they all went to their own rooms, yes, right? To, to lock, lock themselves, themselves in so they can be killed one by one. Uh, BJ puts on her sexiest night clothes, mm-hmm. this diaphanous, like flowing robe mm-hmm. and stuff, which was very. The Old Dark House. Did I talk about The Old Dark House? Have we not done an episode since I watched The Old Dark House? No, we did, because I remember saying, oh, I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to try and watch all the like pre-code horror movies, yes, yeah. which I still have to do. Um, I don't think you... We finished watching it together. I probably you? fell asleep I think you multiple fell asleep. times. Yeah. I fell asleep while we were watching this movie, almost. Oh my god, you yeah. did? See this part right here in the part we just talked about? Yes. I had closed my eyes. So all I had written for the last part was, Big Chase, Rocker versus Jock. Whoa. Nice. The dog was on my lap. I was petting her. And I closed my eyes. And I woke up. Because I was like, <laughs> hey, I, gotta, I gotta keep it's all good, man. I gotta keep going. The next part that I have written down is let's improvise a love scene on the beach. Yeah. Uh and she points out like that he's just being desperate for mm-hmm. a cheap distraction. Mm-hmm. But she's fine with it. Yeah. And she's like, we can just forget the acting. And I loved it. She mm-hmm. like tries to sexily blow out a candle and yep. she misses. <laughs> so she has to do it twice. So funny. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. I so love good. BJ. Just like 
These little choices. So they start to have sex. He's mm-hmm. still got the candle, and I yep. thought he was going to light her on fire. I was, yep. I thought for sure that's what was going to happen. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's why she put on the flowing mm-hmm. dress, because he's going to accidentally light her on fire Oof. with his candle. Um, but then, no, he gets Kevin Bacon stabbed from beneath the bed. As the, it's like, stab me, stab me. Mm-hmm. And then BJ runs out, and she finds Lynn, and Lynn tells John to find the music and turn it off while she comforts BJ. Yep. And Rick shows back up with his nail gun, mm-hmm. and he tells Lynn to take BJ back to the classroom. There's a lot of, like, go here, do this. Everyone's running around. And then, uh, but Lynn volunteers instead to go get Donna, mm-hmm. so he gives her the nail gun. Ah. So she starts going uh, up when Jim shows back up. Mm-hmm. She ends up finding Donna's body, and she drops the nail gun because she's a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. But it's a horror movie syndrome. And Jim is outside the door. He asks her, he's like waiting for her. He's very yeah. ominous. Mm-hmm. He asks her where Rick and BJ are. And he like puts the knife up to her neck and threatens to kill her if yep. she doesn't tell. And she's just like, go ahead. She like calls his bluff. And he just leaves. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I liked Lynn too. I, I liked also, all of these characters. I also feel like this is a hint that maybe he's not the killer. Yes. Well, <laughs> I don't know if she necessarily yeah. thinks he's the killer. I mm-hmm. think she's, she's still trying to figure it out the whole time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm up until her untimely death um so then bj gets startled by some paper blowing in her face of course very scary so rick sends her to go back to the classroom and uh no wait i skipped a whole part right yes 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 Mm -hmm. because bj and rick are like in the classroom and then ling comes back and she's like oh i saw jim and uh he thinks you're the killer to like rick Yes. And then BJ says she feels like she saw Donna die for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she and Rick are going to leave Lynn there while they go get the nail gun because they have to get this nail gun back. Because it's their only real weapon that they have, really. (laughs) Which Lynn is absolutely thrilled. She's like, great. I love being in a dark, abandoned classroom Mm -hmm. all by myself. You know it. So when they're leaving, this is when that's when BJ gets like startled by the paper blowing in her yes. face. So Rick sends her to go back to the classroom. Um, and meanwhile, John. So they're all split up at this point yes. due to these choices. John is back at the main house looking for Donna mm-hmm. and he finds her dead body. And we hear there's like banging and noises outside the, mm-hmm. the classroom and someone creeping around the house. Calamity music. Which drives John to discover Taylor's body. Mm-hmm. And very smart, Rick sets up a ladder to get into the bedroom without having to go through the rest of the yep. house. Mm-hmm. So he starts to come in and then Jim is already waiting for him. He stabs him in the hand. Ah, right into the window yeah. pane or the window, whatever it is. Gets him Ugh. twice. Uh, and. Ouch. And he like falls. Mm-hmm. This chase starts to happen, and Rick ends up in this rose bush, and it keeps like it keeps cutting cutting to the, to flowers, the roses, like, like they're watching him over yeah. and over again. And then the song kicks in, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a chainsaw, and it cuts him it, up. It cuts him up, and then in the dick and everything. Well, it cuts both of his hands off, and yeah, then it goes right for the dick. Pretty crazy, and up. And, uh, ouch. I feel like Ooh, we've had a ouch. lot of dismemberments recently. Ouchie. Ooh. Uh, John, mm-hmm. this is our favorite scene, who has acquired his motor. Yes. And some, like, little boards. Like, little, he probably had 
three full two by fours that had been broken down into pieces. Yeah. Not enough to no, not not three, two. Nowhere near enough to even mount the motor onto no. something, let alone ride that motor out of Try there. To make it into a little it is boat with a nail gun. Truly, truly a pathetic, miserable pile of trash. Yes. And, and he hears something. He hears the music. So which he is picks up his, me? He picks up his rebar and, and uh, looking around where is it where is and the it? killer comes from seemingly standing right there yes <laughs> and gets him mm-hmm. so we go back to the classroom with lynn i like this part too because the wind blows one door open yes and so she goes to get it but then it blows the other door open. Old, another old dark housey yes so um, she has to go to that door instead yes she and then the music starts nail me face to face and she gets nailed a bunch mm-hmm so this leaves BJ and Jim. Mm-hmm. She sees him with a tape recorder. Yep. And then their chase starts. She runs back into the classroom and he starts like barricading her in. Methodically so blocking her in. Out. Yes. She goes to the kitchen to try and escape, but the windows are all bolted. Mm-hmm. And then there's like banging and he breaks the window with a knife. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and starts, like, stalking around. Very slowly walking around. She pretends to go out the door, uh, but doubles back like Rick did earlier. Mm-hmm. And then she finds John's head, ah. which Jim says hello to. Yes. It's like, hey, John. They both start, like, crawling around mm-hmm. him with his, like, knife in his teeth. And they're just, like, crawling in circles. Very chaotic. And she tries to get away, mm-hmm. but he blocks her off. He says that he knows she's been killing everybody and why? for insurance. Why are you doing this? And yeah. she hurts her ankle, but manages to get away briefly. Mm-hmm. But we do see Lynn's nailed body. Oh, she has like three clusters of nails in three spots in her forehead. Like yes. 20 nails in her head. Yikes. So it wouldn't kill you right away either. We were talking while we were watching it being like, well, who do you think it is? Yeah. And at this point, I think we were both like, well, it has it to be probably has to be someone from the boat. <laughs> yeah. Because they're the only bodies but we then, haven't seen. Even though I like thought that, I was still like, oh, is it going to... Because I, I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, is it going to turn out to be BJ? Are they yeah. going to like... Uh, that would have been wild. This? That would have been wild. I guess curtains was afterwards. Because Jim yeah. is too much of a like uh, scream Billy Loomis. Yeah. Sort of. So BJ gets to the bathroom and she pours a container of boiling water from the faucet. Nice. But I guess we already know the thermostat is fucked. So I'm assuming that sort of like explains it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, he comes in and he starts like skulking around Mm -hmm. and looking under the stalls. She washes his face without consent. Hey, Jim. And then she throws the hot water on his face. Mm Mm-hmm. But when she's running away, she falls down. She trips. And he gets on top of her. With a knife. And then Steve appears again and shoots him with a nail gun a bunch. Ah. And then he stabs Steve. And Steve passes out. Oh, no. So the next day, the cops show up, uh, as well as the realtor slash mayor. Mm-hmm. And they play a tape that they found. Found this tape in one of the rooms. Listen to this. Testing. Testing. I boiled them. I burned them. I chopped them in two. I nailed them. I speared them. I stabbed them in two. Nobody knows. No one will care. Because when I'm done, 
nobody there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Was that this guy Jim's voice? Yes. Did you know this guy was a psycho? I knew he had a nervous breakdown. What else? Nothing. Except he was a performer, and he worked for me. This is bizarre. It's, it's, it's worse than bizarre. A man actually butchered eight people. Where's his producer? Copter just took him off. Almost bled to death. Better take her along and get her formal statement. Right. Come on, lady. There's nothing more you want to do around here. And when I'm done, there's going to be nobody there. And BJ knew that he had a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a performer who worked for her. And we learned that Steve is still alive. He's been airlifted out. They take BJ away while the, the mayor looks the house over mm -hmm. and gets excited that no church is going to want this place now. And then the clock strikes. Cut to much later. Mm -hmm. Steve is recovered, and he and BJ are lounging by the pool at his house, mm -hmm. presumably in Los Angeles. Sorry about the movie. Yeah, she apologizes and offers to make some coffee. His phone starts to ring, so he goes off. Mm -hmm. And she finds a radio, just like the others, behind his bar. A silver Sony Walkman. So he answers the phone and mm -hmm. he starts talking to this guy about how he's got the film. Of course I've got it. Because we learn he was making snuff films secretly for profit. Yeah, they're the best death films he's done yet. And BJ comes in and she sees it. And she's like, ah, she probably should have got out faster. And he says, he gets mad. I told you to never come down here. And she's like, why didn't you kill me? And she's, he's like, well, it doesn't really matter now. I uh, have to now. And so. the confession on tape was actually an audition scene that he got Jim to do. Dun, dun, so dun. this was a planned well in advance. Yes. This whole like other story that was actually happening. Unfortunately, this is sort of like the game room in Ready or Not, where there's a million weapons mounted to the wall. Yes. So BJ just takes one she off. She grabs a gun. He's I like, it's love, empty. I love this part. Empty. Go ahead, shoot me. I don't care. It's empty. It's not going like, to do anything. He yells at her to pull it, shoot and she me. does. Yes. Hello. Arnie, look, I thought I told you I'd get a hold of you when I felt the time was right. Of course I've got it. It's right here. Arnie, look, these are the best death films you've ever seen. There is nothing like this on the market. Nothing. Client wants it on an exclusive basis. He's going to have to pay double. A million and a half. Give me a call back in 10 minutes. I thought I told you never to come down here. How did you get Jim to confess? That was no confession. I wrote him an audition scene. Well, why didn't you kill me? 
Why? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Because now I'll have to kill you. Don't move! EJ, you think I keep a loaded gun around here? Stay where you are. The gun's not loaded. Go ahead. Try it. Go ahead. Go ahead and pull the trigger. Pull it! Fade to black. Pretty rad. Love BJ as a final girl. Yeah. Really good. Unexpected. I was surprised. I think it was a really good twist. Yes, and it was a good movie. It was, it was a very well good done. movie. I really liked I that. I feel like it was... It wasn't too long, but it wasn't no, it was too like short. An, uh, I think it was an hour and 22. Yeah. Um, thanks, by the way, to Vinegar Syndrome again. Keep keep, keep, keep doing keep you. Keep pumping them out because this one gets our seal of approval. I was or, gonna, or, I was, or, yeah, <laughs> I was going to try and make a seal noise, but yeah. I couldn't remember what noises they make. Okay. So I was just going to sing like I got kiss you. from a rose. I got you. I may um, not be able to tell White Moon apart, but I know a seal noise. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i don't think i really have there's no like over analysis of this i i i think i can really make i can't be like well i think what it was really commenting on was the culture yeah, and we can see how sexism da, 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 you know no, no it was, um, good. It was just straightforward entertainment i liked more EJ as like a, an unexpected final girl mm-hmm. yeah it was good you should definitely watch this movie. definitely watch it if you can like find it you will enjoy it um, Six Degrees of Jamie Lee is pretty yes, easy because Stephen Tash was in Ghostbusters with Dan Aykroyd, who was in Trading Places, amongst others, with Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis, Chris with the Cranks, yep. uh, that other one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Have she and Sigourney Weaver been in anything together? I don't think so. I don't. Well, we'll look at that offline. We'll look at that offline. So. We'll look, we'll look at that offline. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. That's fine. I just, because you said Ghostbusters, and then I was like, hmm. Hmm, hmm. But definitely not. I don't think so. Not that I can think Why of. Why would they need two A-list actresses? Yeah. One movie. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I guess they do that all the time. It doesn't matter. Anyways, neither here nor there. Hey. Hey. What should we do Listener? next time? What sort of movie should we do? Thank you for listening. Maybe one from the 70s. I appreciate it. I know Christopher does too. Yes, thank you very much and for listening. The and the huffing and puffing dogs us. definitely appreciate it as well. Uh, if you want to email us, definitely firstblood at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. Though I haven't really posted in months and I need to because I want to, but I haven't. Okay. Definitely Goodbye. Right. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.